Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and with me, as always, is senior staff writer and my co-host, Ryan Whitfield. So, for all of you who follow us every week, you'll notice that we are at 8.30. We're back to our regular time. And why is that? It's because there's no episode of The Bachelorette on tonight. But in light of the fact that there's no... <laughs> but even though there's no, no episode of The Bachelorette on tonight, guess what? Uh, unfortunately, Ryan is running a little bit So, unfortunately, we are still not exactly on time with um, with with the show. So I apologize for that. But hey, this is all you can say is what <laughs> all you can say is what you can tell you. So we're going to talk to you uh, a lot of, about a lot of things, a lot of things today, and, and about the season. There's not a lot. Uh, to talk about that are directly football-related, but there was some breaking news today about what time McCoy that we're going to talk about. There's also going to be um, some interesting uh, bits here about Marco Murray, arguably one of the better free agents out there. And, of course, there's going to be um, a pretty significant um, amount of movement, probably very closer to training camp. That's one of the things that we'll talk about from his recent interview um, with ESPN just a couple of days ago. Uh, a few other things that we're going to talk about today. Well, we're going to have fun of it. Favorite football movies. Yeah, there are some great football movies out there. If you have an opinion of them, we'd love to hear it. But we have our favorite football movies as well. And I did not restrict this to just the NFL. We're going to be uh, doing this with all sorts of football movies. So hopefully, uh, when we're done talking about all this stuff, you'll have a <laughs> you'll have an opinion as to whether you agree with us or you think we're absolutely insane. Okay. Well. So that said, we're gonna have to we're gonna go ahead and swing back and talk to uh, Ryan in a second as uh, he gets here, and, and there's uh, a few things we're gonna cover there before we uh, get rolling some of the other things, turning uh, the movies and such. But let's go ahead and get started with the news. Okay, so first of all, we're gonna start with a little bit of not so great news. So there is a. An incident today regarding LaShawn McCoy. An unidentified Instagram user posted a graphic image on Tuesday morning of a woman identified as a friend with bruises on her face along with a message that accused McCoy of being responsible. The post, which has been since been deleted, also included allegations that McCoy beat his son, beat his dog, and used illegal steroids. In response to an ESPN and ABC News inquiry, Police in Milton, Georgia, released a statement saying that they were investigating an early morning home invasion in Atlanta and that Atlanta suburb and sent uh, and that sent an unidentified woman to a local hospital with unknown injuries. Police also said a second woman sustained a minor uh, injury during the incident. Now, the preliminary uh, the statement from the police indicated that um, based on a preliminary investigation, it indicates that this quote residence was specifically targeted by the suspect or suspects and not a random incident. When the officers arrived, they found one victim who had been physically assaulted by a lone intruder. During the altercation, the suspect demanded specific items from the victim. The police did not identify any suspect in the active investigation, but court records do show that McCoy owns a home on the street of the incident as identified by the police. Now, McCoy had been training in uh, Miami this summer, and he released a statement Tuesday 
following the post denying the accusations. He said, quote, for the record, the totally baseless and offensive claims made against me today on social media are completely false. Furthermore, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. Uh, now, very recently, um, there's a statement uh, by the attorney of uh, Delicia Corden, who was apparently the alleged victim uh, in this home evasion, invasion um, at uh, LaShawn McCoy's residence in Milton. And the statement said that Gordon and McCoy had a uh, past relationship. Um, <clears throat> and as far as they, uh, and apparently they were estranged, and McCoy had been trying to evict Corden from his home for several months. And upon, upon returning from London, Corden and her cousins were allegedly attacked by an assailant who demanded specific items of jewelry that McCoy had requested back on, quote, many occasions. Uh, Mike uh, Garofalo of the NFL Network reports that McCoy um, was uh, training, obviously, at the time of the uh, about four, less than four hours after the alleged home invasion. So it's unclear whether it was him or somebody else or if it's even related to him in any way. So that's a long developing story. It's still kind of new here. Um, Ryan, I see you've made it onto the show. <laughs> I've uh, already told everybody a little bit of background how uh, we were back on the schedule because there's no bachelorette, but um, unfortunately ended up being a snag anyway. Uh, so we're going to swing back around and get that update from you. But let's talk about LaShawn McCoy first. So you you obviously got some of that rundown earlier today, and you, you heard a little bit about what we talked about here in this new development, developing information about the relationship between LaShawn McCoy. Uh, and the alleged victim. What are your thoughts about this um, situation? Yeah, so I'll I'll play it pretty safe tonight because I I am real fuzzy on the details because I have had uh, right. just an absolute gauntlet of a day and I'm still uh, the reason why I'm late <laughs> to the podcast tonight was because it was either uh, run in and get my groceries now so I can eat dinner after the podcast or or do it at nine. So I elected to go in first <laughs> uh, and sprint around the grocery store like a madman tonight. So well, I would never um, stop from eating getting food for dinner. That that I will never do. So. <laughs> oh God, it's been a been a long 15 hour day so far. Uh, oh man. What would that say? From, from what I saw earlier, uh, I am glad at least that you brought me up to speed on that because I didn't know any of the further details. Um, you know, I just, I'm in the, you know, it, it's such a, it, it, it's, it's a tough situation, at least offhand, to know what to think just because of the fact that you never want to um, discredit a victim, uh, right. but innocent until proven guilty. And the fact that it was it was a friend, I believe that that posted out to social media today. So it wasn't even really actually the victim. And you know, and from the details you just told me, it seems like there's there's still a lot to learn here. I will say that in recent years, uh, it, it feels like every time a, a major uh, NFL player is involved in something, um, even though we I think do a good job of being fair and biased in, in the public of saying, well, let's wait and see. And it feels like every single time one of these guys has done something, I don't know if it ties back to CTE or just the, the head trauma or roid rage or whatever it is, but it seems like it's almost always where, there, where there's smoke, there's been fire. Uh, very few guys have been involved in something legally where not necessarily got in trouble, but at least that they weren't somehow involved uh, in, this, in this scenario. Um, obviously, if the claims are true, uh, from the ones I saw earlier between, I think there was a, a dog in there, uh, a child. Yeah. Uh, yep. and and uh, the the estranged ex um i mean that's that's heavy and there's a lot and if it is true um you would hope that the nfl uh comes down harsh and, and doesn't allow this um but we've seen inconsistencies 
in the off the field issues and how they're how they're doled out punishment. So, long way of saying, I mean, we're in the first you know couple hours of this, um, and and I think there's still a lot to be to be learned. I think it would be a gutsy thing to go out there and post on social media the way she did without yeah. some kind of you know knowledge that he is tied to it. But at the same time, you know, he didn't come out with a a weak stance. Uh, you know, rejection. He came out with a very firm rejection. So, again, I just you know, not to be lame, but I think there's gonna it's gonna be kind of a wait and see game here. But again, if he if he did do it, obviously the legal, uh, you know, the legal side should take care of itself, and there should obviously be punishment from that. But I mean, something like this, uh, you know, all all three are true. Um, you know, the, the the suspension levied. I mean, I don't know how you how you handle it. Um, from the NFL standpoint, I don't know if it's just four games for a first offense, or if you tack all three and call three offenses. I don't even know if they have an animal abuse policy uh, right. per se. Obviously, what Vic did is would be you know, not to talk about degrees of animal abuse, but uh, Vic's, Vic's charges were obviously probably about as severe as you can get in that realm. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a crazy situation. Uh, when I saw it, I had to go you know do the whole you know the, the day and age of misinformation and unverified Twitter accounts posting stuff out, I did have to go right. like six or seven different accounts to make sure I wasn't being, you know, duped that this was a real thing. Um, right. So, you know, uh, for me, you know, not that it says anything about him, but I've, I've had questions about McCoy's character in the past, um, mm-hmm. just in general and not, not to this extent or even anything close to it, but, um, right. you know, it's just, it's just anyways, it's, it's a really disturbing situation uh, regardless if it was him or somebody else, I mean that picture is pretty jarring. But um, if it is him from an NFL fan perspective, it's it's a pretty jarring incident. Right. So I mean, it appear at least from the uh, what we know so far, it appears that um, that Lashawn McCoy has never personally been involved in any of this stuff. But apparently, the, the, according to the statement that Delisha Corden's attorney put out, it was people at his um, at his um, he was actually. Uh, the person in charge of, of telling people to do these things. So he was actually giving out these orders uh, to try to evict her and, and, and demand um, inf- uh, jewelry back and do all these things. It, it is a little bit interesting, though, because it's unclear to me exactly how this all developed. I mean, it's clear they, they did have a, a relationship at some point. She did live with him at some point. He apparently wanted her to move out, and she did not move out. And then he asked, apparently, according to the statement, he has his family to um, move her stuff out of the his house while she was on a trip to London, and then she got she saw that and um, and stopped it. Um, so it's really unclear what's happening here. And of course, his distance because he was actually in Miami. He was actually in Miami uh, on OTAs. You know, um, it's it's unclear. I mean, I guess he could have booked it down there uh, in four hours. But you know, it's 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 I think a new developing story. It could certainly be uh, somebody in McCoy's family um, because apparently he has a lot of family who feel the same way about Miss Corden. So who knows? There's probably another story here. Uh, let's not jump to conclusions. I did note that um, the one thing that was interesting is that in the uh, attorney release statement um, for uh, Delisha Gordon, he misspelled LaShawn McCoy uh, right from the beginning. Uh, don't know if that was intentional, but, you know, geez, you know, if you're an attorney, you've got to be a little bit more accurate. But at, at any rate, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I, I, at this point, let's not make any snap judgments. But it is, um, you know, if it wasn't such a um, slow NFL news day, maybe it would have gotten a little bit less coverage. But, you know, if, if, regardless, this is an important issue. Someone did certainly did attack her, and then whoever that is uh, should, be, um, should be brought to justice. So 
with that said, let's move on from that news um, and let that develop. We'll come back and circle around and see the impact of that later if we, if we find more facts on it. But let's get back to what I was uh, promising our listeners you would do because, you know, obviously we have another week. We have another week of The Bachelorette, and we have another week of wanting to get up to speed. So why don't you take us up to speed here on what happened last week? So unfortunately, I don't have a lot of news to report. Um, as I indicated, it's a it's a, a pretty hectic week in my schedule with the the weird week last week with having two Mondays and two Fridays for all intents yeah. and purposes. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm in the, the the final week of the Pro Football Focus trial process. Um, oh man! So they kind of hit us back to back weeks with that. So I'm doing a lot of part of the reason I stayed at the office late today was to work on some of that post six yeah. o'clock. So. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so unfortunately we only watched about 45 minutes of the episode last night. Um, so all I can report is that uh, Colton, who is the the former pro football player, and I used the quotation. Yeah, quote-unquote quote, pro football player. Right. right. He, uh, he had his one-on-one around like the, the final six. Uh, for people who don't watch, the final four um, take home the bachelor or bachelorette to their hometown. So that's like a big uh, milestone, if you will, or a landmark moment to get to. And so this week, two people will be kicked off. Um, so in the first part of the episode I watched, Colton had the, the first one-on-one, and at the end of it, he did receive a rose. So that man is going through to the final four. Wow. Um, <laughs> and he will, be, uh, he will be bringing her to his hometown, and he did finally confess to her that he is a 26-year-old virgin, uh, site wow. that he put football first. Uh, most of his life and never really worried about his social life, and that's kind of how it slipped through the cracks. Um, I know that if I was 26 and dedicated, uh, including my sex life, to football um, <laughs> and then came out without ever playing a snap in the NFL, I would certainly be a little bit disappointed, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I would say. So, uh, I would say. <laughs> him, and, him and Becca cleared that hurdle. She is A-OK with the virginity of one Colton, whatever his last name is. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're at in the Bachelorette. Yeah, bachelorette. I always confuse if it's a bachelor or bachelorette, but yeah, there's a very important difference there, by the way. <laughs> just like there, the, there is, there is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for that, Ryan. Let's go ahead and ring the bell on that topic. Let's move on to uh, the final topic. Actually, the second, the final topic. Let's talk about Demarco Murray. So, running back Demarco Murray is still without a team after passing on a chance to work out with the New Orleans Saints last month. Murray recently spoke to ESPN's Adam Schefter about this, uh, and he said, "quote." I've had a lot of discussions with four or five teams that I feel would be a great fit for me. It's all about being transparent. And for me, I'm not looking to lead the league in rushing yards. Obviously I would work and do everything to give me the opportunity to do that, but it's all about having the opportunity to get to the playoffs and have an opportunity to win a championship. Now Murray has already spoken to the Seattle Seahawks, Miami Dolphins and Detroit Lions back in March without any further progress. He did highlight that the time off since being released by the Titans has allowed him to recover from the knee and hamstring injuries that he suffered last season. So my question to you, Ryan, is what are your thoughts about DeMarco Murray and his future in the NFL, including what teams you think might benefit from his services or where he might end up? Yeah, I just, I think it's such a weird offseason. I can't remember a time where there's, there's a group of guys out there who I just, I, I really strongly believe still have something left to give that aren't aren't getting opportunities and it just it, it does seem very strange to me between uh Dez who we've talked a lot about, 
which by the right. way, I've started watching the All or Nothing series, and I just got into the Dallas season, um, and I don't know when it was officially released. I know it was shot during the, the year last year, but you got to mm-hmm. wonder how much editorial uh, control uh, the Cowboys had and damage control they were doing ahead of time because, I mean, they're basically from week two on in that series just bad-mouthing Dez and his lack of production almost as if they were uh, gre- greasing the skids for his eventual release. Um, but, you know, you see, you know, because, again, I know he didn't have a great year last year, but there was a lot of guys in Dallas that didn't have a great year last year, and it was, but it, you know, everything in Dallas last year was his fault, apparently. Um, yep. But, so, you know, look at that, and then even the guy like Jeremy Macklin, you know, I, the guy I instantly think of um, to compare kind of skill set-wise to Macklin is, you know, Torrey Smith keeps getting jobs. And yet, Jerry Macklin, <laughs> Danny Bryant, uh, DeMarco Murray are sitting out there. You know, yep. uh, LeGarrette Le- Blunt has never had a season as good as DeMarco Murray, and he has a job. So, I mean, yeah. that's the, the yep. Matt Patricia connection more than anything. But, um, so, I, I, I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's odd that, that he's still sitting out there. Um, there. There are several teams, I think, that could, that could use him. Um, you know, a situation that I first pops to mind is just because uh, the rest of their backs uh, stink, and their big guy who I have, who I'm super high on going into this year, um, is, is Arizona. You know, D- David Johnson. You know, mm-hmm. did only. You know, he, he's, he's electric when he's healthy, and I'm not saying he's injury pro- he's injury prone because he hadn't been. But I don't know. It's a, a big injury that kept him out all last year. Now, if they've been in a playoff race, I think he comes back, but he didn't, mm-hmm. and so. I mean, if this is a guy who's sitting out there, you could probably get it like the veteran minimum. I don't know what kind of rumors are out there, what he's asking for, but if you bring him in as a security blanket to back up David Johnson, is that is are there, you know, are, are there worse options out there? Do they probably have worse options on their on their own roster? Absolutely. So that's yep. the spot I looked at. Uh, I look at a team like the Giants. Giants running for really? forever, and. Huh? And I know you have Saquon Barkley, but again, you don't have to allocate a lot of resources to DeMarco Murray. So why why not take a fire on the guy and have him back up a rookie? And I know that we're all so quick to anoint Saquon Barkley, and, and I and I admitted that when I did my you know some trial work and I had to watch some game film from Penn State last year, um, yep. that I was actually you know up on on Barkley for where he's at. But you know I've had this argument a lot on Twitter last couple weeks about um, Dalvin Cook. You know, people say, well, he got injured last year. We've only seen him for four games. And, and so that's, you know, I specifically had a poll last week. Do you have more faith in Dalvin Cook when it, uh, going as the 10th running back in fantasy or Saquon Barkley going as a 6th? And a lot of people are like, well, this is Saquon Barkley. I mean, is it obvious? Have we never seen a first-round running back bust before? I mean, I'm, yeah, I right. like the kid. I think he's going to be a lead, too. But, like, well, so I look at some teams like that, and who's your back? Uh, you don't even know the backup is there anymore. Is it still Willie Gallman who sucks? You know, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> Wayne teams Gallman, that, like, Yeah, Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. But they yeah, also have uh, Johnson Stewart, I think, right? his name. Yeah. Who? Oh, uh, I think they have Wayne Gallman and Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart. There's another guy who's been good in three years. So I don't know. I just look. I look at it in. There's a couple spots that I just look in. You know, Rashad Penny out in Seattle, and I like Chris yep. Carson. But I mean, they've had four guys in camp last year. Demarco Murray's not a worth a kick on the tires to come in yeah. there, especially with the, you know. It's not like Seattle's like bursting at the seams with weapons right now. They couldn't take an extra guy <laughs> who led the league in rushing like three years ago, and I'm sure he's over the hill. But Adrian Peterson, who sucked the last three years, kept getting opportunities. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. There's another one. 
New Orleans. Yep. They got nobody for the first week. So you don't have to commit to them long term. Sign them the veteran minimum. Give them a, a low right. signing bonus, and then if you have to cut them in week five when when uh, geez, Mark Ingram comes back now. Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark, Ingram. Mark Ingram comes yeah. back. Is, yeah. is is that a horrible backup plan? We don't know what Alvin Kamara looks like when you have to put the whole thing on him. You know, they had a, they had a nice thunder and lightning thing last year, and I love Alvin Kamara, but are we so right. sure that when he's the only guy in the backfield that he can he can produce the way he did last year? Or is there a certain thing, you know, or is he one of those guys that when he touches increase, that the production decreases? So, I don't know. Right. I think there's multiple fits out there. It's just, it's just, it's just strange to me. Yeah, and and and, and Ken, let's all note that you know Demarc Murray did pass on his opportunity to work out for the Saints. I think he knew that would be a temporary job if he got it, so he didn't he didn't try for that one. He did try. Uh, he did speak to the Seattle Seahawks, so you know that's on them for not picking him up. I don't see why they don't. That that sounds like a no brainer to me that the Seahawks pick him up. They have they have nothing out there right now, and why why not take a chance? Maybe Buffalo. I, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. That well now for sure. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? Right. Let me tell you, I I really like the fit with the San Francisco 49ers because they got Jarek McKinnon more of a pass catching back right now. No, you know, don't have Carlos Hyde anymore. Kyle Shanahan, when he was the Atlanta um, Falcons OC had the Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman thing going on. I can see that being a DeMarco Murray, Jarek McKinnon combo. You know, can't you, I mean, can't, can't you see him playing a little bit of a Devontae Freeman role and Jarek McKinnon playing a Tevin Coleman role in a Kyle Shanahan offense in San Francisco, you know, there with now with Garoppolo, you know, I'm sure they can get him really cheap. I mean, who else they got? Um, you know, I'm I, I, I'm sure I'm excited about McKinnon, but more of a pass catching guy than a between the tackles guy. So I, I kind of like the fit there. And and what about uh, the Denver Broncos? I mean, they got Devontae Brooker there and Royce Freeman, but we don't know what that is. I mean, we're pretty sure that Booker is not going to be a guy. Royce Freeman is a big question mark. Why not bring in a, a veteran there? You know, I mean, you already paid, spent the money to get Case Keenum. Why not you get him a, a running back too? And then the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they got Alex Collins. I'm excited about him, but. You know, the, he's not a proven commodity for every down. Why not bring in somebody like DeMarco Murray there as well? And now that team has probably got a lot of other issues, but you know, I don't see why people don't sign this guy. It's, it's, I, I never, I've never been a huge DeMarco Murray fan, but I think, like you, I think he's getting short shrift here. All right, let's go ahead and, and ring the bell on all this DeMarco Murray talk because we got one more thing to talk about, and that is our top three favorite football movies. So why don't you take it away first here, Ryan? Tell me, what are your top three favorite football movies? Yeah, so my top three aren't really uh, that surprising. I, I know I'm almost – I would have probably bet my entire net worth on me and you having one of the three the same. Um, <laughs> Pretty so sure that's my third favorite. I'll get to that one last. But the list is, for me, uh, Friday Night Lights, number one, Any Given Sunday, number two, and then number three, Rudy. And I don't think yeah. any of those are really off the, at, at, you know, off the charts or – uh, out of left field, but those are the three. I mean, uh, Friday Night Lights was as good as the TV series was. The movie was uh, ten times better. Uh, uh-huh. Movie Miles is, you know, one of my favorite characters in a movie ever. Um, <laughs> right. So that was great. Yeah, any given Sunday, you have the Al Pacino speech at the end. Most definitely. Um, you know, the, the, the life is a game of inches and football is a yeah. game of inches, that whole speech, yeah. which was amazing. And then Love Rudy, it. I mean, if you like Notre Dame and you like slow well, if you movies, like If you just uh, like the underdog story. <laughs> Can't hate yeah, Rudy. Yeah, it's a little overtold and a little fabricated, which really makes it hard to, to move right. up past the third spot. Um, if, if it wasn't Notre Dame, I think I'd find it a little cheesy personally. Uh, oh, but I just, no. Just, I have some kind of romanticism about South Bend and, uh, you know, yep. just the, the, the cinematography from the, the era it was shot in. Um, yep. So, Saruti so had to go on number three for me. 
Yeah, so yeah, surprisingly, two movies that you had mentioned are in my top three. Uh, and, and it's not the one you think. <laughs> number three, so it's the only one I have different. So number one, I have Rudy, uh, which is not surprising, I don't think, to anybody. I mean, like, Daniel Rudy Rudiger is, the, is legendary, you know, and, and Sean Austin, fantastic performance by Sean Austin before he went to Lord of the Rings and did all the other things he did. So I, I obviously love Rudy. Uh, watched it before every final I took there because, like, you know, there's no better way to get pumped up than to say, hey, if this guy can make the team, then I can at least pass my freaking final. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, number two, we actually agree any given Sunday, uh, you know, I, I, I literally do like Oliver Stone, and, and sure, any given Sunday may be a little bit over-dramatized, and Al Pacino can be a little bit over the top, but it was just intense. Like, it was an intense movie, and it really hit all the things that happen on on a football team and the pressure on the coach, the pressure on management, the pressure on the players, all the different things that happened. And Jamie Foxx was amazing in that, uh, in that movie. And actually, he was an actual quarterback back in, in, uh, in high school. So all the moves he had were legit. Like he was actually, you know, running his own moves and doing his own thing out there. So that was kind of cool to see as well. Number three, you'll find to be probably pretty surprising. I actually like Draft Day with Kevin Costner from 2014. The reason why is not that I thought the movie was amazing, but it did touch on a number of things that, and to you, to people like you and me who love the draft, who love kind of diving into that analysis, doing all that type of, you know, watching the film and just kind of breaking down all the players and making predictions as to whether they're going to be successful in the NFL or not. It is kind of gratifying to see a movie kind of based around those elements of football, you know, all the analytics, all the looking at the film and breaking down the film, trying to make uh, the kind of kind of second guessing the popular opinion is, as you may recall in the movie, Kevin Costner second guesses the popular opinion takes the, takes the guy who isn't supposed to be consensus number one. And, uh, and he had traded away everything to get there. And everybody was like, Oh my gosh, what a psycho. But he had faith in his own kind of insight into this particular player and his character. And, and you know, I, it was just cool. I really, really enjoyed that. Now, Friday Night Lights gets an honorable mention. It is a classic, no doubt about it. Um, and there are a couple other people, uh, movies that I also thought were classics. Um, I also liked We Are Marshall, and that, that may be a little bit sappy on that one. I just kind of enjoyed that movie. And that was with Matthew McConaughey before he got all douchey on us. And then uh, there was a Newt Rockney All-American from 1940. I got to reach back there because that's Newt Rockney. That's Ronald Reagan playing Newt Rockney, George the Gipper Gift, you know, win one for the Gipper. How can you not like that? So that's football in its core essence there. So surprisingly, we actually agreed on two. And, and folks, we didn't discuss this in advance. I thought that Rudy might actually overlap, but I didn't think you were going to pick any given Sunday. Yeah, so I'll say on that, just a little insider knowledge about uh, where I would have draft day. Um, yep. I have a post-it note that one of my colleagues uh, stuck to my, uh, who's also a football fanatic, uh, to the front of my uh, Mac uh, at work, and it says Vontae Mac, no matter what. Uh, so <laughs> draft day is a close number four. It's what it's what baseball fans want to pretend Moneyball is because that movie sucked. Yep. Draft yep. day did that whole nerdy side of, of a boring sports film that only a sect people <laughs> or a certain sect of people would actually like, and they right. did it right. Um, that yep. movie is fantastic. Uh, we are Marshall. I've never seen only because. Friday, uh, not Friday night, uh, they, uh, We Are Titans, or Remember the Titans, there we go, Remember the Titans yeah. was uh, so shown to me in health class for like my whole middle school and high school career, I've seen that movie 20 times, uh, which is about 19 <laughs> more than I cared to, 
Uh, right. So I, I instantly put those two together in my head. So I, I was yeah. so sick of Remember the Titans that I never watched We Are Marshall, but I'll put it on the list and trust your judgment on it. Okay, okay. And, and you get to see how Matthew McConaughey was before he became a complete douchebag. So that's always fun, too. All right, guys, that's all we got. We're at the end of the show, ringing the bell on the show. Uh, Ryan, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Whitfield NE, where I won't be a judgmental jerk and not call Matthew <laughs> McConaughey um, uh, a, a, a douche because I love Matthew I always McConaughey. Think the truth, so how dare man. you? How, the truth. how dare you? He's fantastic. <laughs> um, but you can follow me on uh, on Instagram football underscore garbage underscore time, and then check out my boys at DraftingSleepers.com, the social network for fantasy sports. And you can follow me at FB Garbage Time. And uh, thank you once again for wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. And the delay on the outro music. Well, as as you get that going up and we outro <laughs> here, just remember, Demarco Murray could go play in Chicago because Jordan Howard sucks. I quote, uh, <laughs> All right, right, guys. I'm not going to wait for the theme music anymore. I'm ending this episode. We'll see you next week. All right, goodbye.